What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. Before we get into anything today, before we get into any content, I'm going to announce the winners of the review contest challenge, whatever. Um, I called this out. Shit, it must have been a week and a half, two weeks ago now, maybe even three. And I'm going to be fully transparent with you guys. I just spaced. You know, when we record these podcasts, I get hyped up. I'm looking at the questions and I just go into it. I need to set better reminders for myself. That is on me. But because of that, I am announcing it now. You guys are going to get some free stuff and I'm going to choose two of you. So to the winners, I'm going to announce who you are. What I need you to do is email Tori, my assistant, at info at boomboomperformance.com with the subject line podcast review winner and let us know what you want. You get the choice of any ebook for free. Or training program, Functional Muscle 1, Functional Muscle 2, Density. You can try out the Boom Boom Elite for two weeks completely free. Or you can get a free strategy call with me that will be 30 to 45 minutes where we sit down and we troubleshoot where you're at right now, where you want to be, and how you can bridge the gap to get there finally. You get to choose what you guys want. Let's get into the winners, guys. The first winner is – I'm not sure how to say your name, so I apologize in advance for butchering this. It's either Jack, Jace, or Jake. It's J-A-C – E-V-A-N-S. So it's Jack Evans, Jace Evans, Jake Evans. Don't really know. But whatever it is, Jack, Jace, or Jake, you are one of the winners. Titled Knowledge Bombs, five stars. He said, I love this podcast. I found Cody through the IN3 camp, and I am so glad. His content is fire, science-based, experience-based, and I cannot get enough. He's one of the only coaches out there making a big difference in the industry and giving us tons of free content. Listen to this podcast. Thank you so much, Jack, Jace, or Jake, whatever your name is. I apologize again for butchering it, but I'm appreciating you for being on uh, listening to the show, for leaving me a review, man, and I'm so happy you found me through them too. Um, actually, full transparency, the reason why we're not doing a Q&A today is because I am in a room with Jason Phillips and some of the IN3 people in Arizona right now as you're listening to this Friday morning. So I actually couldn't do a Q&A this week, so you guys are going to get something else today. But that is the reason. So speaking of IN3, uh, big fan of those guys, love them to death, um, and I'm hanging out with them as we speak. The second winner, J-Dub-Dub or J-W-Dub, J-A-Y-W-Dub-D-U-B, so J-W-D-U-B, his titled A Simple Thank You. Great podcast, dot, 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 don't know what the rest says. Five stars, once again, thank you, man. Love Cody's real-life advice. He shares his advice and personal take on his own food struggles, life stress, and the headspace obstacles we all face. He offers a thoughtful and fact-based approach to explaining all the nutrition confusion out there. Great podcast to educate yourself along with the positive push to take action. Love that he interacts with his fans and he takes the time to answer their questions on the show. Jay. Thank you so much, man. Both of you guys, info at boomboomperformance.com. Send us an email. Let me give you some free shit. I appreciate you guys so much for leaving a review. Um, And I'm just thankful you're listening. Real talk. So this podcast is a little bit different than other podcasts I've done in the past. I've done this one other time. Today's podcast is an interview. I believe I only did this once. Maybe I've done this twice. Either way, this is a great one because every once in a while somebody interviews me on their show and I just really resonate with what we talk about. And as I'm going through it or as I get to the end of it, I kind of just reflect on the entire conversation and really just think of you guys to be honest with you. I think of my listeners. I think of my followers. I think of my audience and I realize like, man, that was such a powerful conversation, not just for the listeners on their end 
who I'm getting interviewed by, but also on my end. And I would love to be able to duplicate this content so you guys can discover and listen to it as well. Add to that, the guy that interviewed me is a great friend. He's actually one of my mentor clients, so I am helping him in the industry. I am mentoring him, and he is a stud. The dude, he is a whiz comes to mind, but he is a genius when it comes to movement, man. This is my go-to resource when it comes to mobility, movement, posture, feeling better, getting rid of aches and pains. In fact, he's actually doing a presentation for the Boom Boom Elite to teach the members in that group um, how to implement mobility to avoid injuries, aches and pains, and all those common things that we face, typically knees, hips, low back, so on and so forth. But the dude is smart, the dude is super intelligent, and the dude is super passionate. And that's why I love him so much is because he's really fired up to be in the game. He is a hustler, and he's obviously invested in growing because he is mentoring with me. And for all of that, I appreciate the hell out of him. I got on his podcast. We did a killer interview, and I felt like we just talked about so many real topics that you guys could benefit from as well, that you guys could take away from as well, and that you guys could see better results from as well. And because of that, I had to get him to send me the audio file, and I wanted to share it with you guys. So without any further ado, let's jump into my interview with Karan on the Chronic Lifestyle Podcast. All right, and we're live. Welcome back to the Chronic Lifestyles. Coach Chronic here, and we have the man himself, Cody Boom Boom McBroom in the building. What's good, my man? What is going on, man? I'm excited to be here. Dude, I'm excited to have you here, man. This is going to be fun. So um, before we jump in, just like throw out your social media, website, the whole nine. Go. Yeah, so everybody can check me out. Most of my content is put on Instagram at Cody.BoomBoom. But basically, man, it sounds weird to say Google me, but if you Google Cody Boom Boom McBroom or BoomBoomPerformance.com, I'm I'm pretty damn sure nobody else has that nickname, so I'm sure everything will pop up. But we got the website, we have the podcast, we got eBooks, we have the membership site, we obviously have the coaching, we have hundreds of free articles. So we got a ton of content out there. Everything is boom, boom performance. So if you go to boom, boom performance.com, find it all. Oh, though, definitely check out uh, all his content. Y'all this guy is the content. King has content for fucking days. You will not be disappointed. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No doubt. No doubt. All right, man, without further ado, let's jump in to the first question. So we're going to start from the beginning and see how Cody Boom Boom was made from the ground up. So tell us about yourself. Where are you from, my man? I am from Seattle, Washington, so born and raised. I mean, technically, I'm not in Seattle, but for everybody who's not in the state of Washington, I'm in Seattle because I live in a I live in Fife, which is a small port town. Mm-hmm. outside of Tacoma man we don't even have a grocery store where <laughs> in my town I got to go outside the town to get there so I, I moved out of the city uh to just kind of get away from things um but basically I live just outside of Tacoma Tacoma is the smaller version less populated version of Seattle mm-hmm. but where I'm from man everything is driving distance so I'm 20 30 minutes away from Seattle dope 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 well, that, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever lived somewhere where I didn't have like a grocery store, or at least a corner store. That's interesting. Is it very like, it's, suburban? It is. Yes. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's weird, man. It's like, so I actually went to high school here. So there's a high school in my town. And then if you drive a few miles down, it's all just trucking hotels. There's a big port right on the water. So that's where there's like tons of cranes and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's keep going down and then you're out of five here in the city, but then where I live, it's like suburbs and it's just housing developments and stuff. So 
it's it's very small and it's it's actually quite annoying that we're actually getting ready to move but it's like literally i can't mm-hmm. even i don't have a grocery store like okay. i didn't and it's hard when you eat as much real food as i do because we run yeah. out of veggies and shit so frequently it, it yeah. drives me crazy but um we got a gas station and uh that's about it <laughs> <laughs> do what you gotta do right <laughs> yeah that's right all right, man. So um, how did you get into the fitness industry? Because, I mean, me personally, I know a lot of your, your story because we've had a lot of conversations about it. But my listeners, I'm sure they're going to be incredibly inspired by your story. So just talk about um, how you got into movement for in, in the first place. Yeah, man. So the what I did, I mean, I, I lived my life as kind of like the chubby kid, man. I just was always... I was never like fat or obese or anything, but I was definitely overweight. Um, I was kind of the black sheep in my family. My brother was naturally lean, very good at uh, soccer, actually really good at skateboarding. Like we Mm. legit thought he was going to go pro. He was insane. And he was young too. So he was like a little Ryan Sheckler. So I was kind of following in his footsteps as the chubby kid trying to skateboard, trying (laughs) to play soccer. Uh, My dad owned a karate studio uh, for years was a black belt in like magazines and shit. So he was naturally lean. My mom was a gymnastics uh, gymnast. So she was naturally lean. I was just out of nowhere. Mm. The fact. Yeah, it was horrible. My <laughs> family, no, nobody in my family, not even like distant relative, nobody's overweight. It was just me. It was really weird. And I got into soccer, obviously just kind of following my brother. And as I got into high school, I started getting more serious about it. I never hit the gym, but I naturally lost weight because I was playing more and more. Right. Ended up joining an indoor team as well. So I was on two teams. Then I started really losing weight. I got a little bit leaner and I started playing at a higher level. Um, junior year, I was playing for a, a select slash club, outdoor, indoor, and the varsity team at high school. Feeling really good. And then I tore my meniscus. When Oof. I tore my meniscus, I, yeah, I couldn't play anymore. I couldn't skateboard, couldn't do shit. Um, gained a bunch of weight and had to sit out for a while. Started rehabbing, lost a little bit of weight, came back senior year, made varsity captain, was super pumped, tore my ACL on the same knee preseason. I didn't even get to start playing. So after that, I actually gained more weight than the first time, and then I graduated. So here I am, like, I'm not going to go play college ball like I wanted to. A lot of my friends were hooping in college um, and moved away. And I was just unmotivated, man. I was in a place where I was stuck, injured, overweight, and just – lacked motivation so I was going to community college for business uh just because my dad kind of pushed me in that direction I've always been really good with like sales and talking so I was just gonna go into the oil industry and sell oil like he did Mm -hmm. he makes good money but lived a super stressful life um not what I wanted to do but I didn't really have any options and long story short I started kind of getting curious about changing my body I was just tired of being fat I was tired of being overweight and just feeling lack of confidence and lack of energy And I remember literally looking in the mirror one day, seeing stretch marks starting to form and like just snapping out of it and being like, dude, what the hell are you doing? You're 18 years old, you're in college and you have your whole life ahead of you, but you're lazy, you're overweight, you're not happy. Like, what are you doing? Right. And man, I just went cold turkey on a bunch of stuff. I mean, at 18, it it was a matter of like, hey, I'm not going to drink fucking Mountain Dew anymore. At that time, I literally, like, this is how, like, bad I was eating. Like, I switched to Special K cereal, and I started losing weight. Like, it was, it was <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, you know, as we know, like, Special K, that's not actually health food. But yeah. at the time, it was less calories, right? So I started losing weight, um, but was still struggling. Like, I didn't lose a ton of weight, and, and I was reading. Back then, it was, like, Flex Magazine. There was no 
like boom boom performance to go look at really like t nation was starting to pop up but t nation was a magazine at the time too testosterone nation right so i started reading things and that led me down the wrong path doing things like ronnie coleman's workout jay cutler's diet like shit that was just not designed for an 18 year old natural lifter who has actually never lifted before that was the first time i stepped foot in the gym Mm. and i went to a gym i got a membership at a gym called vision quest it's kind of like a big la fitness they they got bought out by la fitness actually but i went there and you know when you go to a big box gym and they basically are like hey we're gonna give you the tour we're gonna do these like sit downs and you have to do it and i'm like no i'm good and they're like you have to it's part of the membership all right so this trainer comes out and she's like 25 bombshell and i'm like great this is embarrassing like i'm this (laughs) overweight you know kid and this hot chick is coming out measures me takes my body fat basically tells me that i'm overweight and i need to work out and i'm like why do you think i'm here humiliated me not really wanting to go back to the gym obviously at this point right 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 so i started going to the community college gym which was a piece of shit but it was like nobody there it was dirty i was like fuck, i'm just gonna do my thing here and this old guy walks by and basically was like hey i think i can help you with your knee a little bit better than that. And I was doing leg extensions with a knee brace on because I was trying to help my knee, probably not the best thing. (laughs) But I just looked at him and was kind of like, whatever, dude, like this old dude, he's not in shape. Little did I know, and he trained Jerry Rice, he trained with Deion Sanders, not Jerry Rice, maybe it was Deion Sanders. It was was a pro football player, I can't remember, that was really big. He did stuff with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He used to be Damn. a rower uh, at NCAA, uh, Olympic swim coach and strength wow. coach. He rehabs people. He owned a gym at a hospital. Like crazy background. He's good friends wow. with great cook, Michael Boyle. Wow. Uh, yeah, big names, dude. Um, and I'm like, just ignored him, right? Yeah. Later, I'm in class and I asked the teacher. This is a long story, so if I'm, I'm ranting, but there's, there's a point to it. <laughs> Do it. So- I'm sitting in class and I'm in this business class and we're learning about starting a business, entrepreneurship, so on and so forth. And I go like, Hey, like, so can you give us an example of like what businesses you've started? And the teacher had not started a single business and it just drove me nuts. I'm like, why am I sitting here learning from you? If you don't even, you've never been in the trenches. Right. So he's reading out of a textbook. So I get up and leave and I'm walking back to the, the parking lot. Um, through i actually lived down the street so i used to walk to school i'm walking back and i passed this building where that one guy who uh told me to come check out his class was teaching so i was like fuck it let me pop in and he was teaching a class called uh functional movement Mm. and i go in and they had a picture of a baby crawling on a powerpoint with all these arrows and they were basically going over a quadruped position they were going over like unilateral move all these different things and it just like blew my mind and i was really intrigued by it so i started skipping class and attending his classes because he let me until I just eventually switched my degree. Um, I actually had to forge my dad's signature because at that time, a ch- like I'm still overweight and I'm telling my parents I want to switch my major to personal training and health. They were like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> but I did it. But I, but I did it anyway. Um, I got hooked. I started training the right way. I started learning more. I started researching from people that actually knew about stuff. I started really digging into Nate Green, Precision Nutrition, Jay Ferrugia, Christian Thibodeau, these guys that were putting out a lot of free content. And that's what really fired me up because then I started my own blog. I right. started writing for the school newspaper. And this is seven years ago, eight years ago, cause I was 18. Um, and I started losing weight. And then I just remember like the whole school year had gone by. And then I remember seeing friends that came back from school and everybody's like, dude, what the hell happened? Because I went from 
them leaving me being a chubby kid, not knowing what I was going to do for a living to having a six pack and like being super into fitness and just going gung ho. So I had a huge transformative year and, and that's what really shifted everything for me, man. I just like my whole life improved my productivity, my, um, my relationships, my just thought process, my positivity, my health, obviously what I wanted in life. It, it just, it was so transformative to me that I just became addicted to training and nutrition in, the, in a healthy way. Um, and it, dude, I just never looked back and it's just literally been a grind ever since then. Damn. Damn. You're right there. There was a huge point to that. And, um, I do, I want to point out, um, the mindset switch because you went from, um, when you first got to community college, kind of like doing something because you thought it was going to make you money, you know, make a living. I don't really have anything else to do to having that drive and like a mission, like, yo, like I fucking love this shit. And, and that, that like, almost like a uh, complete opposite side of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like one, one side is like, eh. And the other side is like, Ugh. like it's just a huge yeah. shift in, in the way you're thinking about things and the way you're behaving, the way you're bringing yourself out to the world. How did that like mindset switch impact your, your daily life? Well, you know what? Like, man, like if I look back, to be completely honest with you, like when I switched my degree, Everybody told me that I wasn't going to make any money. They're like, if you're going to be a personal trainer, you're not going to make any money. So my mindset was actually, so I asked my dad, because nobody's graduated college in my, in my family. So I was like, hey, did you go to school? Did you graduate? And he was like, I went to school, but I dropped out. And I was like, okay, well, you're successful and you want me to do what you're doing. And I think I could do what you're doing. So I don't need a degree to do that. Mm. So I'm going to, since my parents are paying for community college, I'm going to do a degree to get me in shape. And then I'm going to go do what he does. So I actually didn't plan on doing this. My mindset was if I learn about this shit, I'm going to be happier and I'm going to be healthier and I'm going to be more fit and be more confident. I'm probably going to be able to sell better inside this oil industry anyway, right? Mm -hmm. They're not teaching me about oil at school and that's what I'm going to have to sell. So at the time, man, my mental shift was more about like, let me take care of myself. And I think, mm -hmm. I think, and the reason I want to point that out is because I think because I shifted to stop thinking about, like you said, money and, and chasing the quote unquote career or anything. I was like, let me just focus on me. Let me focus on my health. Let me focus on building a body that I could be confident about. And that'll carry over to everything else. Once I found out that I had such a big passion for it, um, that's when I started kind of thinking about possibilities. Like I said, I, I really looked up to Jason Frugia and Nate Green at the time. They were both mm -hmm. writers online. They built online businesses in the early stages of online fitness, and they were making a career out of something they love. So I saw that and I kind of started wanting to go that route. But I still just had the mindset of, man, like, this is my passion. I'm just going to follow that. Once I transformed my body, I realized that my purpose was to help others do that. Yes. Because the feeling I had of being confident, having energy, like, did I remember, like, walking, like, the parking lot at the college was a super steep hill. Mm -hmm. And the, you had to park at the bottom of this hill and you had to walk up. And I remember sweating, like, every time I walked up that hill. Like, dude, I just wanted to stop sweating when I walked up a damn hill. And yeah. I remember the feeling of getting to class and not being sweaty, not being tired, not being huffing and puffing. I was like, I want to help people have those little wins every day. Yeah. So I chased that purpose. And that's when the reality of like, man, I can make a lot of money doing this and I can reach a lot of people. That's when that reality happened. So I think the big yeah. shift for me in my daily mindset was like, let me focus on health. Let me focus on passion. Let me focus on what makes me feel good. And the money will come later. The, the, everything else will come later if I just continue doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like you adapted a very patient and um, like progressive mindset, like just one day at a time, one step at a time. 
And and once you 100%. and once you get that like consistent steps, I mean, like we see it every time. You know, we get a new client or we're talking to somebody. Like it takes time, right? It, it it's not a overnight switch, um, whether it be from a physical or a mental emotional standpoint. So um, the fact that you can like convey that message so eloquently is is going to be impactful to everyone listening because everyone everyone is literally struggling with something whether it be movement whether it be nutrition whether it be relationships family work something and if they can adapt that like one step at a time focus on me then everything else will be better mindset i think everybody yeah. will be way way better off and dude it's funny because like actually like my family always talks about this i was the most impatient kid mm. in the world yeah. like literally the most impatient person so the fact that i've done this like patient process building this they're like damn that's crazy but i think i think I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I think I'm so impatient that I know exactly what I want and I want it as fast as possible, but I, I'm allowed, to, which helps me grind and push and, and get a result. But I, I know that I have to take a step back um, and go through the process and trust the process. And for clients listening, it's the same thing. Like could, people ask me like, how do you get so consistent? So you can get to the end goal. Cause we obviously know consistency is so important. Right. And I always say like, the best way to get consistent is to start being consistent, which is an oxymoron. <laughs> but if you think about it, like if I start running, the fifth step is way easier than the first step. I have more power, right? So as you're running and as you're sprinting and as you're hitting the floor, you get generate more and more force. You get your mechanics down, like your movement is proper. And that's just how things work. Like every step gets easier. So as you check off those steps, consistency just becomes easier and easier. That first step is always the hardest. Absolutely. So um, if I want to make a little shift here. Uh, so you've been in the industry for a very long time. You've, you've kind of seen it uh, evolve into the online space. It's like nutrition coaches, movement coaches, online coaches everywhere now. Um, what are your thoughts on the fitness industry as it stands today? It could be from an online space, from an in-person space. Just give us your thoughts. I think it's funny. I was, I was asked this yesterday too. And I, my answer was there's two sides of this, right? The, mm. the poor side is that everything is so, uh, everything is online. Everything is in social media. And because of that, everything, everybody is, wants like an instant gratification Yeah, and nobody's willing to be patient or do the work. I think that everybody wants things just handed to them right away. Yeah. I think it's, causing a lot of false hope and there's a lot of people out there that are creating clickbait and marketing and hype that is allowing people to buy into that and they think that they can have this instant gratification because they see shredded dudes eating in and out burger on their instagram like it all the, and the reality is like the whole quote-unquote flexible dieting you see like that's like five percent of their diet they just Absolutely. don't post all the big salads they eat on a regular basis right like yeah. Um, but I think, I think one of the worst things that is happening in the industry, and I do think it's getting better because people like us are putting so much free content out there that right. is helping combat that issue. But I think the biggest issue is definitely the, uh, people who are putting out information that is contributing to the false hope of instant gratification. I think that's the worst thing. Um, and as the online space kind of blew up, I think it was worse at the beginning because it gave them a platform to do that and to sell that right. now. Facebook ads are uh, are harder to work because they're just they're saturated. Um, clickbait is more saturated. People don't trust everything they see now because they've learned. So it's getting better. Um, but I think the good part about the industry is that everything can be instant. So I can put out good information all over the world. I posted something today on my story because I shared something from a client who is in Berlin and one of oh, my other clients. Yeah. 
yeah, one of my other clients responded to it and was like, it's crazy that you train somebody else that I have no relationship. They're not friends or anything. That's also in Berlin. I was like, that is crazy. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, like we have somebody, we've had a client in every single continent in the world. And that's just insane to think about. It's crazy. And we have, it's crazy, man, all over the country, all over the world now. And we're coaching people in that doesn't even include all the people that are just absorbing the content. And I'm able to put out IGTV videos. I'm able to put out YouTube videos, podcasts, blogs, articles, newsletters, like Instagram, Facebook, all these different things. And it's so powerful. So I think that like the good part about where the industry is headed is that we have access to do those things. Um, and it's helping us change people's lives all around the world. Right. And, and a lot, I repeat the same message a lot, but it, I'm reaching more people with that message and it's allowing more and more people to change. And I think that's the most important thing. And it's, I think, I think that's the best part, man. I think the industry is just growing in the online space, which is just allowing us to help more people. That's really why I wanted to get into the online space in the beginning. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is, is anybody who has abs on Instagram can call themselves an online coach, right. um, which it makes me leery about calling myself an online coach. Like you rarely ever hear me say the words online coach or like use those words. I just say I am a coach because I just, I think there's so much more to a coach. Like if you look at, and this is kind of a side tangent, but if you, Martin Rooney taught me this, uh, it was a really interesting conversation I had with him. And the reason why he's so attached to the word coach, the word coach stems from, I want to say it's Latin, but it's, it's a, it's a carriage drawn by a horse that gets you from point A to point B. So if you right. look at it by definition, it's literally something that helps you get transported to the place you want to go, your destination. It's why coach purses, their logo is a coach. Right. So if you look at what a coach is, it's my job to get you from point A to point B by any means necessary. Like that's what a coach is. A coach doesn't just give you macros. A coach doesn't count your reps. A coach doesn't check in with you once a week because that's what you pay him for. A coach is there for you 24 seven to give you what you need at the time, whether that's mindset, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, stress management, relationships. And we help with all those things. So, um, yeah, man, I think it's, I just think everything is so powerful right now. Um, I, I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day and he was talking about, or maybe it was in a stand up. He would he, he was referring to uh, another side. I rant a lot for the yeah. listeners. Yeah, um, he does. It's good stuff though. He he uh, he referred to uh, he was talking about history and he was like one hundred. Actually, it was when I saw him live. He said a hundred years ago, they were using ink pens, uh, like ballpoint pens. There was no lights, like blah blah. blah like talking about stuff in like the year nineteen hundred. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about that, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. A hundred years ago is one person ago. Like that's only a one person ago, if you think about it. Yeah. Yet now we have all this technology. It's just so insane to me. So like the industry right now is, is a place where we can utilize so many different things and that are at the grasp of our hands. Like we need to be able to run with those and do as much as we can to help more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as you're, you're spreading that, that good stuff, like the, the stuff that people need to see um, as your influence grows, you, as you said, you, you reach more and more people and, it's pretty cool. Like we, we sometimes uh, we're so focused on going, pushing, 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 pushing. We rarely take time to smell the flowers. If, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So like randomly you will just be like, Oh shit. Like that moment you had like, Oh wow. I have two people in Berlin that, that like don't know each other at all. And it's like, I'm in every continent. I'm blah, 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 blah. So you're here now. What was your uh, sort of motivation and influence into starting the boom boom performance team and and bringing in more coaches when, when was the point where you felt like yo I, I need help i need more people i have a vision i have i need a team and you had a an action plan 
that you could roll out and reach more people with? Yeah. So I think we had a conversation about this not too long ago. I like to look at like who I need to become versus who I am now. And then I can start transforming who I'm acting as every day to become that person. But not that I want to be somebody else, but there's nothing wrong with modeling it after somebody. So again, I'm going to reference Jason Frugia. And I mean, if he ever listened to this, he would probably think I'm a super fanboy. but, um, (laughs) which is funny because I've I've actually hung out with them. I I was at a club with them one time. Like I've seen him a bunch of times, like really good dude. Um, We don't know each other super personally, but I saw what he was doing and I was like, man, I want to, I want to create that for myself in my own way. Um, I like his lifestyle, I like his business, I like who he is as a person. I like his morals, his core values. So I'm going to try to mimic that, but put my own twist on it. And, and I started to create that. And then I realized that like by myself, I only had so much reach, right? Like I can handle this many clients and I could start a wait list, which I did at one point but then I'm limiting how many people we're helping, right? I'm limiting how many people I'm reaching. Right. I can create the membership site and that can help me a little bit, but there's a limit to what I can do with that and the members or my clients. So there was always like a limit. And then I met Jason Phillips. I heard Jason Phillips on a podcast and I actually blew his assistant up. So I got to do dinner with him. I flew to Vegas pretty much just to have dinner with this guy. Wow. And yeah, dude, like I, I literally was like, I'm already a nutrition coach, but I'll sign up for your cert. Like let's do dinner. Like I just, I heard him speak. I related to him so much and I saw what he was doing and he had built a team and he basically took what I was doing and he learned how to expand that to reach more people. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to figure out how to create that. So again, I went from like kind of mimicking and looking at what Jason Frugia did as an idol. And then I saw Jason Phillips and I was like, I'm going to do the same thing. I met him. I saw where I could like what I could take from his business and try to start kind of implementing it with mine and like kind of have his path. He actually became my mentor. Um, and it just kept kind of growing, man. I learned at that point, like, you can do only so much by yourself. But right. if I really want to touch people around the world and grow this thing, I need more people with me. So um, I started my own mentorship program. And I kind of used that as a way to filter out who could work with me. So two people who went through that program actually ended up working with me. One person actually ended up becoming my assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else became my media guy who helps me put out more content because again, I can only edit and produce so much content, but if I have somebody helping me, I can put out twice as much and then right. my team can put out more. So I literally just looked at it like, man, like this brand boom, boom performance isn't about me. It's about the people we're helping 100%. And the only way to, expand that is to get more of me um, even if they're not me because they have their own personality more people that share the same values same that share the same passion for helping people say, share the same knowledge and experience with nutrition and training um, and that want to build this mission so it was just kind of a, a shift in in taking myself out of it and looking yeah. at it from like client's perspective nice nice so you you took the the goal of reaching more people and applied it to yo i need a team i need more people and you made it happen hundred percent. So um, if you were to put how you coach, how Boom Boom Performance uh, coaches into a couple words, like a mantra or a slogan, what would that be? So two, I have two. Number one, like the first one is like a quick one, lifestyle performance. Mm-hmm. It's on our shirts. That's what I say all the time, lifestyle performance. And mm-hmm. the way I look at that is like, we fit the plan to your lifestyle. We don't try to fit your lifestyle into the plan. And that goes for both training and nutrition. Absolutely. So that's kind of how I look at things. Easy. To the point. Do you want me to, do you want me to define that too? Uh, define the second one. Okay. So 
to me, the first one is defined by the second one. And to go a little bit more elaborate with the second one, mm-hmm. I, I think what it means is like, I've, I've tried everything, literally. I think the only diet I haven't tried is keto just because I could, I'd fail after two days. And I know that it's just not something that it's with. And I've put yeah. people through keto. Yeah. Um, and I've tried everything with clients and I've, I've seen failures in my clients. I've seen failure in myself. I've seen successes in both too. And I've learned that everybody is just so different and you need to have such an individualized process. And right. this goes across the board with how many days a week are you working out? What kind of workouts are you doing? Uh, how are you splitting up those body parts and those movements? Because whatever you're going to adhere to best is what's going to work the best. That's what Absolutely. you're going to stay consistent with. And if you're not consistent with it, nothing else works. And the same thing applies to diet. Do you enjoy a high protein, a low protein, a high carb, a low carb, a high fat, low fat? What makes you feel the best? What kind of foods do you like? Does intermittent fasting work for you? Um, there's so many different things out there. And if we can take the science of all these things, make it simple for the client to understand and then fit it into their lifestyle so they can adhere to it. That's really what we strive to do like adherence is the number one most important key to everything we do right. um, and we talk to our clients about that stuff we ask them like I, I go through like if a client is at a plateau I will have multiple ideas of how I'm going to get them through that plateau but I will ask them specifically hey I have three solutions to this problem we're facing here's the first one and this is why it works here's the second one this is why it works here's the third one this is why it works which one do you think you could actually consistently stick to best? And I don't tell them which one I think would be the smartest. I just mm. ask them that because I know even if I go option one is going to be the fastest way to results, but if you can't stick to it, there's no point. Right. So if they pick option three and that's the slowest process, I don't care if they can stick to it and it's going to last them much longer. We're going with that. And I let them make that decision. And then I guide them through that. Um, so I think the big takeaway there is just that adherence is so unbelievably important. Yeah, it's the it's the number one unsexy variable no one thinks about. <laughs> you know exactly. And I think that's I think that's why it took me a lot longer to build the business and why it's it was harder for me to learn how to market my business at first because it, none of the things we're selling are sexy. Hey, like everybody's different. It's going to be a slow process. Yeah. Trust me. Like <laughs> like those things aren't cool, right? Like they want to hear like, "Hey, this is the xyz 2.0 that's going to get you shredded in 30 days blah 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 like not it's not the reality yeah it's not it's not and um it it kind of leads into the the next question um since you know um this stuff isn't super sexy and you know that it, it there's so much involved in it um why do you give all this stuff away for free on instagram why do you give so much content away for free you're like i said in the beginning you're the content king you're putting out dope shit literally every day and like people can make programs from the shit you put out. So why do you put out so much free shit? You know, it's funny. People do make programs from the free shit I put out and it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I have trainers that email me that trainers will use like my systems to help their clients, which to me just means I'm helping more people. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, man. I think that like, if you look at if somebody outside the fitness and nutrition industry looked at my quote unquote business plan, they would be like, that's the dumbest business plan I've ever seen. You're going to give away free shit all the time that gives them all the answers they need. And you're actually going to teach your clients how you're getting them the results. So they actually don't need you anymore after a while. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's what we do because we believe in education. Um, But I think, man, like it's, it just really started with helping people. I got addicted to the feeling of giving people the feeling that I had when I transformed my body. Right. Right. Like Like, I felt so much better. Exactly. Yeah. And I felt 
like I got addicted to helping people feel that same way. And I think I just was so much more focused on giving, right? Like I was working in a gym where I was getting paid to work with clients. So everything I put out online was literally not to make money because at that time online coaching wasn't a thing. It was just like, can I just make my name in the industry and just help more people? The bigger my name gets, the more people know who I am. And that means I'm helping more people. I'm reaching more people. Um, I didn't think I could charge for it anyway. So in my mind, I'm like, someday I'll write a book or something. But for now, I'm just going to give away free shit. Um, It wasn't until somebody that lived in New York was like, hey, would you write programs for me? Because I love what you guys do over there. And I was like, huh that's a smart idea yeah um but yeah man i think i think the biggest thing for me is just like i'm addicted to helping people and i now that i've grown a successful business i've realized that giving is the key to getting so if you focus constantly on giving it's only gonna be reciprocated right you're gonna get that in return eventually um it's like the whole gary Vaynerchuk thing which i'm a big fan of uh jab 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 right hook yeah give 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 and ask. Um, and I'm not even taking, I'm asking. So it's, it's more like I'm giving and giving and giving and giving. And then eventually I'm going to say, Hey, I have this option. If you need more help, here it is. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not running ads. I'm not doing clickbait. It's honest, just feedback, just, Hey, this is an option and people end up taking it and, and it grew because of that. Um, so yeah, man, I think I'm just addicted to the sense of helping. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And, and that genuity obviously took you very, very far. Like, I, I mean, I see it all the time, uh, you know, quote unquote coaches and trainers on Instagram. They're like, buy my supplement, buy my this, buy my that, buy my this, buy my that. Meanwhile, their whole page is them in like a bikini or in shorts showing off their body, but not really offering any kind of like substantial or meaningful content that people can absorb and actually use. People need to trust you. People need to believe that you're really about this life before they're going to pull out their their money and pay you. And I think the difference is you need to be okay with them not paying you anything and you still do it regardless. You need to be okay with giving, 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 as you said, without any expectation of return. And Gary Vee said that, and I, I fucking love that when he posted that. Like, it's not, you're not being taken advantage of when you expect nothing in return. Because you're always just, 100%. you're just always just giving things away because you want to, because this is what you live and breathe. You love this shit so much. You don't give a fuck if anybody buys. You're just like, yo, have it. Yep. And 100% buy. agree. And that's been, that's been the motto, man. It's just like, how much can I give? And again, like you said, I'm not worried about what I get in return. Um, but because of that, obviously it's kind of a catch 22. It's like, I don't want people to hear me and say, oh, okay, so I'm going to give more because then I'll receive. <laughs> Because that is the reality. If you give, you will receive. But it's only if you give in the attitude that you want to give, like you said, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I'm a Gary Vee fan. Like, I've been watching his shit forever. I used to watch his videos while I cook breakfast every morning. Sometimes I'd repeat the same video because it just fired me up. Yeah. Um, But but no, dude, that's huge. Yeah. It's it's the difference, man. It's the difference. So I want to um, get a little more into the the science here. We're going to get into some, some, uh, some work here. So... How does uh, under eating disrupt someone's metabolism and their, their metabolic capabilities? So this one is super common. Um, I would say like, and I'm not even exaggerating, at least 60% of the people that approach me for nutrition coaching are under eating, at least 60%. Mm. Um, it's far more common to see people under eating and not losing weight than it is to see people overeating and not losing weight. Um, it still happens. Um, and 
it's hard because there's the whole calories in versus calories out camp. And right. that's science. It's true. The problem is, is when you follow that for too long and you keep driving those calories down and you get into a quote unquote under eating state, you become under recovered. When you're under recovered, especially if you're training hard, stress levels are too high. When your stress levels are too high, your body can't really cope with what you're giving it um, or the output that's going out. You kind of live in sympathetic nervous system drive, which is just chronically elevated cortisol levels, which is kind of like the catalyst that really starts all these issues. Um, this is going to cause your circadian rhythm to be off. It's going to cause your testosterone to drop if you're a male. It's going to cause estrogen imbalances if you're a female. Um, it's going to cause the thyroid to be damaged. And the thyroid is the control center for all of our hormones. And at that point, metabolism starts to really get shot. Um, but if you look at a scale, I actually just posted a video today about metabolic adaptation. And that's basically what happens, right? As we become more underfed, our calories drop, our body weight will drop with it to a certain extent. And as right. we go down that route, at a certain point, our body weight will stop dropping, yet our calories are super low because our metabolism has adapted to that new low calorie right. set point. At this point, you are in an under eating state and your body is essentially just kind of going haywire. All your hormones are going out of whack. Your metabolism has slowed down. So you're not efficiently uh, losing uh, body fat. Your Calories are too low to effectively build muscle, so you're not going anywhere in that direction. Right. Um, your cortisol is, curve is going to be out of whack. Your melatonin production is probably going to be screwed, so now your sleep is being harmed. There's a lot of bad things that happen when people are chronically under eating, um, but the best way to look at it is kind of like your metabolism has adapted. Your hormones have started to slowly shift into a negative direction, and because of that, your body has stalled on all the processes you actually want to happen. And at that point, you have to either a reverse diet um, or b reverse diet. That's really like the only <laughs> option, right? You yeah. got to kind of slowly bring the calories up in a safe and slow manner. Um, I say slow simply because if you don't, you're probably going to gain fat. But I'll be honest, there's been people that have been so metabolic, metabolically adapted that I've had to take an aggressive approach. I've said, you know what, you've lived in this chronic under eating state for so long, we are going to probably gain some fat. I had one client that was eating like 800 calories a day. Yeah. And on average, some days she would get about a thousand. And this woman is six foot tall. She was a swimmer. She's an athlete. So she's for a female, she's lean now and she's eating way more calories. She's still with me. She's been with me for over a year. Um, but she's about 180 pounds. So she's bigger for a female, but she's lean and very athletic because she's very tall, but eating like 800 calories, which just destroyed her. And I told her at the beginning, like, we're taking an aggressive approach because you've been doing this for longer than a year. Your biofeedback is horrible. And that's more important. Like the right. physical will follow the physiological. So at that point, I told her she's probably going to gain weight. Lo and behold, she didn't gain weight. She actually dropped some pounds when we reverse dieted, which is rare. Um, but we had to bring her calories up right away. And the thing was, that we're not worrying about body fat because you're in too unhealthy of a place. Um, so something for people to remember is just that when you under eat for too long, your body just goes into a chronic state of stress. Right. And, and stress is internal and external. Your joints are going to hurt. Your metabolism is going to suffer. All your hormones are going to suffer. You're not going to build muscle. You're not going to lose fat. And you need to focus on health and biofeedback um, being hormones, sex drive, metabolism, hunger, cravings, sleep, stress, those things first. And if you do those things properly, later on, after you fix them, body fat will drop. Don't listen to the people who post before and afters on Instagram saying, and, and I'm guilty of this reverse diet client. And they go from being like kind of overweight to like being lean and we increase calories that that does happen, but it's an anomaly. I don't post the pictures of people who were like, Eh, and then they got a little bit heavier 
but we increased their calories a thousand. They feel way better. So they did get a positive benefit. But if I post that picture, one, the client's probably not going to appreciate that. And number right. two, that's not going to motivate people to start increasing their calories. Right. So a lot of us post pictures of people who get leaner when we reverse diet, but it is, that's the five to 10% of people. Right, right, right. And what would you say? Like, let's say I'm an average person. I don't know what a macro is. I don't want to track macros. But um, after listening to what you just said, I think that I may be under eating. What's my first step to stop this, like, you know, dangerous cycle? So there's two ways I go about this. Um, it, this is hard because sometimes I have the conversations with people and I'm like, hey, I know you don't want to track macros and I'm not going to make you or suggest to you that you track macros for the rest of your life. None of us want to do that. None of us should do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, macros are metrics. Macros aren't a diet. So you're in an unhealthy state. And if we need to get you to a leaner and more healthy state, I need to have metrics because that's the only way I can get you from point A to point B. If we're following a GPS to get to the destination, but you don't give it a starting address, how the fuck is it going to get you to the end point? Right. It won't. That's how I look at macros. So to me, I'm sometimes like, hey, let me get on the phone. Let me convince this person that macros are probably a smart route. And then once we get them to the destination, we slowly take away macros. Um, so that's option one that I highly recommend. Option two, if somebody just cannot feasibly do it, um, go to a notepad. We got to record somehow. So let's mm -hmm. record your diet. What are you eating? Then let's look at the paper and just see what you're consuming. Where can we start? Usually it's protein. People yeah. are usually under eating and they're under consuming protein. Hugely. We know protein's not, yeah, and it's not stores fat. So for us, a lot of times with the general population, it's like, okay, let's bump protein up first, um, get you to a healthy point. It'll increase mm -hmm. your calories, which is going to have a positive effect on metabolism, but it's also going to create satiation, give you some fuel for training, recovery, so on and so forth. Um, and then from there, we look at, okay, what's the next nutrient we can bump up? And, and typically what I like to do is just add healthy foods into those people's diets. Like, hey, like, you're eating egg white omelet, let's just add a couple whole eggs because we need those good omega-3 fats, so on and so forth. But we're really adding five to 10 grams of fat as well Absolutely. per day. That's going to bump calories up. So you can kind of do it that way um, and just slowly inch them up. But it's so different person to person. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that I've worked with that struggle to add food because they fear of gaining weight. And for yeah. those people, I typically like to add uh, macro tracking and then have some kind of daily accountability with them so we can see that they're actually doing the work necessary. Um, I've had people that I've reverse dieted over eight months and it should have been a three month process. But every week when they report to me or every couple of days when I check in with them, I'm like, hey, did you add those 10 grams of carbs like I asked you to? And they're yeah. like, not yet, like I'm scared. And I'm like, okay, well this process is gonna be drawn out way longer than it needs to be yeah unless you just have calories so it really depends yeah and it's tough as you said for people who've lived such a uh i would say disastrous cycle for so long they just kind of people get really used to things like pain uh stress uh that that like tired and wired feeling they're like oh this is just, this is just because i'm at work or this is because blah 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 they make excuses for those feelings and they kind of just like live with it like i've had tons of clients where they've had bad shoulders, bad knees, whatever it is, bad hips. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's fine. I, I can push through it. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. You can't live that way. Like, you, you, can't, you can't live this way forever. Like, you have to feed your body. You have to move your body. You have to heal your body. And a yeah. big thing that's underutilized um, is gut health and food quality. Like, food quality is so huge. And we talk about this all the time. And people, this is, this is another reason why I, um, 
don't like the calories in calories out equation solely it's that obviously it's science it's thermodynamics you can't argue against it but food quality is such a huge component that people don't really think about yeah i believe that you can consume more calories and stay lean if your food composition your micronutrients are better um i do believe that and i know other people that believe that again it's hard to prove that with science but it's easy to prove that with experience with myself, right. with my clients, with a lot of people in the industry. Um, so I a hundred percent agree with you, man. I think if you, it's kind of like a tier system, right? Like we have to have calories in check because it is the biggest rock, but that only right. gets us so far. So if we lock that down, then we focus on macros. Then we focus on what kind of micros you're taking in. Then we can right. tweak the meal timing, stuff like that. I think it's smarter to kind of go in that fashion. Um, and I try to do that with clients because if I give you all of that at once, it's just overwhelming. Yeah. You can't handle that. Um, so let's, let's, we just like shot nutrition and killed it. Let's go into, uh, training. So what would you say is, uh, the most optimal split, the most optimal, uh, you know, type of training volume set, et cetera, for building muscle, because we know that's the best way to burn fat. Yeah. So I'm going to preface this by saying it depends. Cause that's just always my answer. It depends yep. on the person. Um, the the first part of that is basically like the most optimal uh, split in amount of volume. Like we know that volume is the biggest driver for hypertrophy. So if you're trying to build muscle, you have to have the volume there in order to elicit the change. Mm -hmm. But the optimal amount of volume is first and foremost, the amount of volume that you can functionally recover from. And I think yeah. that's where people, a lot of people go wrong, right? So there is like some science and some to show us that, 20 rep or 20 sets per week per muscle group, which is like the optimal range. Like that's probably going to list the biggest changes in hypertrophy. And there's studies to show that what people don't realize is that in these studies, usually what they do is like, okay, we're going to try to stimulate maximal growth in the pecs. So we're going to do 20 sets. That's what showed to be the, the most optimal volume. You can't recover from 20 sets per week in chest, lats, delts, biceps, triceps, quads, glutes, hamstrings, calves, and people think that. So now they're doing like, one, how do I have the time to train this much? Number two, how do I recover from this? You can't. So people have to realize that number one, you should probably have a specialization. I'm really big on that. So whatever training split you do, have like a body part of the month or of the eight week phase that you're really yeah. trying to stimulate the most growth in. And then everything else should be like in between maintenance and hyper, like maximal growth volume, which is going to be anywhere between 12 to 20, which is a big range, but 12 to 20 sets per week is probably going to be that maintenance growth range. Um, I want to say like eight to 10 sets per week per muscle group is like, uh, maintenance and below that is where you start seeing loss and gains mm. um, or loss in strength uh, but again that that curve is so big like if you look into uh, mike israel's from uh, renaissance periodization puts out a lot of good content on uh, maximum recoverable volume mm -hmm. um, which is basically just how much volume can you do still recover and see gains from and the range between beginners and advanced individuals is so big so I might need 20 sets per muscle group to actually see growth. Whereas some genetic freak or a beginner might only need eight. So my thing is like, let's first see. So when I take on a client, I'm looking at what have you done in the past and what are you doing right now? And what is the minimal effective dose? Let's start with that. Because if I can give you eight sets and you grow, why the fuck would I give you 20? Absolutely. Because sooner or later, eight sets won't allow you to grow anymore because you'll adapt to that. And at mm, that point, yes, yeah. we go to 10. Right. And then we go to 12. Um, if I start you at 20, you burn out, you're under recovered and we already shot your, your maximal 
volume um, for a weekly basis. So it really depends. My favorite splits to help uh, facilitate that change. And for people listening, like that can get confusing. I just said a bunch of numbers. Like, do I do 10 sets per week? Do I do 20? 20 is probably the utmost. I would start at 10 sets per week per muscle group and slowly inch your way up to 20 for a couple body parts while keeping the rest down below. And right. remember, if you look at biceps, biceps are getting stimulation from rows and pulls. So you could probably cut those numbers in half for biceps and triceps and right. probably in uh, two thirds for delts because delts get worked when you're doing a lot of bench press and dips and stuff like that. Um, so you got to keep those things in mind. My favorite splits, um, I, I prefer to have people training four days a week. Uh, mm. And that doesn't include cardio. Like if we're adding cardio in, those can be on the off days, which I look at as kind of like recovery sessions, do some mobility, do some energy systems work. Um, I like for the most people, I love an upper lower split. I just think four days a week, upper lower seems to work really, really well um, for women. And for some of the CrossFitters I work with, I'll do like a four day a week full body split just because mm. that's what they tend to like, right? They're used to full body training. Um, for women, I find frequency is, is good to hit. And some women don't like having an upper body day. Men, we usually love having upper body day. Like those are the days I kill for. So yeah. um, I think it just depends on the person. I usually like four days a week. I, I kind of bounce between full body and upper lower. For the advanced individual, this isn't somebody I always program this way for, but this is how like functional muscle two is. It's an upper lower push pull legs so you actually have five days a week it allows us to have two days of like high intensity strength training and then three days of just volume hypertrophy training so i kind of bounce between all three of those um, and i think it's important for people listening is like the best split really is the split that you've never done before so it's mm. important to switch things out so for me every eight to nine weeks i'm flipping things if i have somebody doing or i'm sorry every 10 to 12 weeks if i have somebody doing upper lower split i'll probably do like two to three blocks three, three to four week chunks, and then we'll switch it up and do full body. And then we'll switch it back up and do upper lower and just kind of keep the stimulus changing, keeps their mind engaged. But I think it's good for the muscles too. Dope. Dope. Um, so to move on to the, uh, the balance side, how do you balance um, the professional with the private life? Like, you know, being an entrepreneur, as you obviously know, everything's kind of mushed together and it's really easy to um, allow your business to be your life and your life to be your business. But how do you intentionally set aside time for your family? How do you set aside time for your relationships for your, you know what I mean? How do you always uh, keep everything in check? This is by far the hardest part, without a doubt in my yeah. mind. Um, every single day, this is what I struggle with, to be honest with you. The, the hard part, like entrepreneurship is such a gift and a curse, man. It's like, I make, I make my own schedule mm. and I can work from home that's a gift, but it's also a curse. There's a lot of distractions. Like I want to go chill with my little daughter running around. Like yeah. it's, it's hard, right? It's very, very hard. Um, and at the same time, like all the responsibility is up to me, which is a gift, but it's also a curse because it's up to me to stay on task. It's up to me to have deadlines for myself, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and, and at the end of the day, like the hardest part about it all is it doesn't shut off, right? Your mind is constantly thinking about your business. You go to sleep, what kind of 24 seven, what can I do more of? always more your yeah. to-do list is never ending because you can constantly grow your business that's yep. the hardest part yep so for me it's it's been over the years man just implementing a lot of different random little tiny practices right there's no hacks but there are methods and strategies that have helped me along the way yeah um 
the first one is morning ritual. Every single morning, I have an hour of quiet time where I don't text. It's non-negotiable, man. I don't text anybody back. I don't check Facebook. I don't post. I don't do anything. Um, team texts me, anybody, they, they don't get anything back at all. Um, and I prioritize that, man. There was like, there was content going out today and my, uh, my media guys in Europe and he just, he was working a little bit while he was over there. So time difference was, was changed. And there was errors on like spelling, like he spelt metabolic with a D by accident. And I was like, bro, like you can't do that. But I didn't check the text. I didn't check the email. I didn't check Facebook. And to me, I'll edit it later. I don't give a fuck. People know I know how to spell metabolic. To me, the most important thing is that I have that hour of time because if I don't, I'll go insane. I'll burn out. So for me, every morning I have the ritual, right? I read, I study, um, I meditate. I do some kind of movement, whether that's mobility or cardio or going on a walk, like some kind of movement. I have my greens drink. I do my gratitude journal. It's just like these four or five few things that I do that are just paramount and just making me more clear and powerful going through the day. That's the first thing I implemented years ago. And I have never, I mean, I've obviously gone days without it, but like my good days always have it. So I always prioritize that. Yeah. Um, the second thing would be time blocks and I'm OCD about time blocks, man. Like to the point where it's like, you know, when this podcast gets done, I start the next task. When the next thing that hour block is done, the next task happens and everything right. is just one after another right. and abiding by those things. Right. I had a, a time block for blogging this morning I didn't get the blog done in time, but I shut the computer and I stopped and moved on to the next thing because that's what the time blocks told me to do. And, and I have to stay true to those or else everything will bleed into each other and you end up just getting sucked into whatever you're doing. Like emails is a great example. I have a time block for emails. If I don't finish my emails by that time, I have to move on. Otherwise, I'm going to be emailing all day. Right. Um, so time blocks have been a big, big game changer. And it also helped me create balance because my time blocks end at five, mm. which means that I have from when I wake up till 5 p.m. to get as much shit as I can done. And at 5 p.m., no matter where I'm at, I have to close everything and just be with my family. Because Absolutely. that time block from 5 p.m. on is family time. And I made a commitment to that. So knowing that, um, failing to stop at five plenty of times <laughs> and having to go through that struggle and that process of learning how to get better about it and learning how to plan has been a big part of it. But that's huge. I think everybody needs to have a deadline if they're an entrepreneur. Like a lot of people just have a to-do list. And if they, they just keep going and going and going, like you should have a to-do list and they should be factoring your time blocks, but you should have a cutoff every day where you turn it all down and you just be present and you just chill. That's been a huge game changer for me. Um, taking a full day off has been a big thing. I think a lot of people just work every single day and I've done that for years. I mean, shit, I used to be at the gym six days a week plus work my online business plus mm -hmm. do content on Sundays. That was just burnout waiting to happen. Yeah. So for me, like Saturdays, like I don't touch anything. Like I don't open my computer. It has to be like no work, no matter what, no matter. And, and learning how to like say no and resist from it, even though sometimes I want to go and just do some work so bad because I love what I do and there's shit I can do and I'm bored. Like knowing that it's better and healthier for me to not do that and take time right. for myself to chill and fucking watch Netflix. Like that's important. Um, that's been a huge thing too. Um, You've actually, yeah, man, I um, think those are the, I, I, I was just going to say, we're just running out of time. I, I want to get um, the vision from you. Um, and you did a really, really great job unintentionally of um, talking about mistakes you've made as an entrepreneur. So good fucking job, man. <laughs> um, I got two more questions for you and you got four minutes, three minutes now. I know you hate times. This guy could talk for 30, but I'm giving him three. Yeah. So um, right, let's get it. Let's get it. What's your vision for the Boom Boom Performance team uh, for the next five years? I'm going to give you a minute and a half 
go. Uh, my vision is there, there's going to be a couple more coaches on the team. Uh, my vision is to quadruple how many clients we can help. So just helping more and more people, building my coaches up even more than me. I want them to be the experts. I want them to be the coaches that everybody Fuck seeks yeah. out. I want them to be the, the pinnacle of what we do. Um, and honestly, double down, and believe it or not, on all the content we do. I want to do twice as much content. I want to reach twice as many people. Um, I plan why. to have a... I plan to have a studio where we can film and record and do way more high quality stuff. Love bring it. on my media guy full time. Like I really want to push the content. Love it. Um, and then I have some really, really big plans to help trainers and coaches that I can't really speak about yet. Cause I'm not going to put it out there, mm-hmm. but um, I have some big plans to help other coaches as well. That'll be a big piece of it. Dude, that was like a record. I don't think I've ever seen you actually stick to a time. <laughs> Good shit, man. Uh, uh, in the last minute and a half, um, what's the funniest slash uh, strangest fitness question you've ever been DM'd or asked in person, online, whatever? Like, just just throw it at us. Oh, shit. Um, man, that's tough. I think the most comical is, and I've had this asked to me the most times. I'm sure I've had some just wild shit that I, I'm not thinking of, mm-hmm. but it's probably the waist trainers. Dude, I've been asked about waist trainers. Like, not even as a joke. Like I've been asked as a joke too. like, Oh, what do you think about waist trainers? But then I've been like seriously asked about, about waist trainers plenty of times. Yeah. So to me, the thought that people actually buy into it, that's comical. I'm like, this is just insane. Like I'll go off on that shit. So yeah, that's gotta be the funniest thing I've ever seen in the industry. And the funniest thing that I get people asking me. Damn. Another record. The man did it. He stuck wait, to the time. Wait. There's another one too. Oh too. shit. Um, like deadlifts make your waist or your, your like waist or torso thicker. Like I've been asked that too. Like, should I be taking out heavy deadlifts because it makes my waist thicker? Like my abs, th- like, yeah, it's crazy. And it's surprising. I've been asked that like a handful of times, which blows my mind. It's like, no, you'll get leaner if you deadlift. Like don't, yeah, stop don't, that. don't listen to that shit. All right, man. That was a perfect way to end. Do deadlifts. They don't make your waist bigger. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the last time, tell everybody where they can find you on the gram online. Go. So you can find me on Instagram at Cody.BoomBoom. Um, you can go to BoomBoomPerformance.com and find everything we do. There's a section for the membership site, for all the eBooks, for the podcast, for our videos, and for our blog with all the articles. So everything is at BoomBoomPerformance.com. Absolutely. Check that shit out, y'all. Thank you so much again, Cody, for joining us. It was fucking amazing. Everybody learned something. I learned something. I always learn something when I talk to you. Anyway, Chronic Lifestyle is out. Peace, y'all. All right, guys, that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the show today. A couple quick announcements before I let you go. First and foremost, I just want to encourage you to check out the products I have in the description. First one is the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is a very cheap guide to literally mastering your diet. That's why it's called the All-Inclusive Guide to Mastering Your Diet. It's going to teach you exactly what and how to manage your calories, your macros, your meal timing, your supplements, your micronutrients, literally everything you need to know about dieting and nutrition and how to change your body composition through nutrition is included in this book, not just to get your results, but to actually teach you how to get those results along the way. The next thing is going to be Functional Muscle, which is my first and right now my biggest product out there. This is the program that is based on years and years and years of functional training with tons of clients. So whether your goal is strength, fat loss, or muscle gain, you should be strength training towards these goals while prioritizing functional movement patterns to make sure that you are avoiding any injuries along the way. 
that's exactly what this program does and it's great because it guides you through the process it changes throughout the process and it gives you demonstrations and explanations about everything you're doing so you never get confused and you always have a solution you also get access into the boom boom performance podcast forum and that is the only way into the forum and that's where you can ask me literally anything about anything and i will help guide you through the process Last thing I want to mention, guys, is if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, that would be fantastic because it literally is one of the biggest and best ways for me to grow in the iTunes charts. Oh, yeah, and real quick, if you're not subscribed, hit the damn subscribe button because I constantly bust out content for you guys, and I spent a lot of time and effort making sure that you guys can get better results for free by simply listening to this podcast. All right, guys, I'll catch you next time.